The Fade You Podcast is a sports betting show for the everyday better. Whether you're a total degenerate or you're just looking for a little action, we are so glad you're here and checking out our show, whether you're brand new or you've been with us for a while. Enjoy the show. Fade You. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, moms and dads? You are listening to the latest episode of the Fade You podcast, and we are recording on Wednesday, September 6th. We have NFL football quite literally tomorrow, and we are so excited that it's finally week one. First of all, we did a whole NFL preview series throughout August, so if you missed any of those shows, we talked win totals, we talked season-long feelings about teams, overrated teams, underrated teams. Go back and check those out. And please, please, please subscribe to the pod and tell your friends about the pod, too. We're trying to grow this football season. Tell your enemies. Tell your enemies, too. Friends and enemies. All that would be fantastic. So please subscribe to the pod. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like it and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. If you're listening, make sure you know all our pods are available via video on the YouTube channel. All that's on our X page at Fade You Sports. So please subscribe to us on Twitter, now known as X. My name is Matt. We got all the dads here tonight. I'm gonna crack mine open for you, Chris. Chris Duke, how you doing? Wonderful, brother. I got uh, my Lagunitas, which has a little doggy on it, which we know we love that theme for week one. <clears throat> Let's go. We love week one dogs so much, and we'll get into that very, very soon. Kmar, how are you doing? I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready for, I don't really care about tomorrow, but I'm ready for Sunday. We care about tomorrow. We care about Sunday. We care about Monday. We care about all football days on this show. Nice work last week on the Four Idiots pod, by the way. Uh, That was a great week one college preview. You guys had some great stuff, so... We'll pump those guys at the end of the show as well. Joe, how are you doing? Excellent, man. Can't complain. Yeah, we do love week one dogs, but apparently we don't love a week one poopy six-pack in college. <laughs> apparently we just don't do that now. But, uh, yeah, sorry, uh, everybody. We didn't remind Chris because he forgot. Chris, you got to set the record straight. Did you simply forget? <laughs> no, I think on on – Friday, I remembered. I was like, should I? I was all buzzed. I was like, should I fucking do it? And I and I was like, going to text you guys. And I was like, maybe I'll wait. But uh, maybe just for Kmart, I'll put Stanford in it this week. I get money line. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Fuck USC. Can you even find that money line anywhere? Plus 29? There's no way. I'll have to have a... It's, come on, it's not... Brett to it's tell not Brett to get it. Really happened before so yeah chris forgot about the sick pack chris has this funny habit of like we have these routines and things that we typically do and then five seconds before we're supposed to start chris will text the group hey what are we doing what happens if this what happens if this happens what happens if we're all on the same pick like what are everyone's plays like that's what we're podcasting about so then we know to just run away, right, Matt? If we're I don't know. Side. I don't know what Chris's deal is, but it, 
he'll figure it out here soon. Well, we're all trying to figure out five, right? If you're on mine or I'm on yours, we can definitely call an audible Omaha. Shout out. fucking <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> there you go. All right. So we're excited. Uh, three of us are playing in one of the Vegas contests. So we're in the Circa Millions contest this season. Uh, myself and Chris with Riley. Longtime pod listeners might remember Riley. And then Joe and Jared. And uh, we did Circa this year because Joe placed in Westgate last year. And Westgate is simply dead. Not enough people play. There's not enough money at stake. So you do really well. And I don't know, Joe. It kind of sucked. So we were going to the contest with the most money this season. Yeah, makes sense, man. I fucking... Went 55, 34, and 1 for good enough for 26th place and got 1500 bucks. <laughs> fucking sucks. Had we been in the same or in uh circa last year, it would have been about 15 grand. We would have placed like 70th. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, we made the right call. Hopefully, one of the dad's places uh, where the contest is fun. It's pick five contests if you've never done one. You have to pick five ATS. Uh, every single week, which is certainly challenging. And Kmart, you, I want to give you the floor to explain why the contest is stupid and why we're all dumb for participating. I mean, everyone has their reasons. Like, I can't remember how long I've been doing it, past five years. In the first year, I definitely kind of felt just be part of the team and did it because of you. Um, and then the following year, we we finished top forty. Won, I don't know, seven seventy five hundred bucks. Like it was fun. So it kind of was like, all right, I'll do it. You know, the next year, it's just fucking hard, man. Like, I don't I don't like picking five. It's not fun for me to ask everybody I'm with, hey, who you want? Who, who you? Want? Oh, I don't like anybody. Oh, cool, it's it's back on to me. Or just, oh, I don't like that. No, I'm on the other side. And then you're just trying to go, you know, left and right, dodge and weave. And I'm just like, I'm just tired of it. So I'm doing a survivor this year. So, you know, change it up, throw a curveball. Yeah, that, that one's much easier to win. I don't think they suck. I just, like, I just don't want to pick five. Like, I know I can pick three or four tops and have a really good season like last year. But I'll, you know, I'll, I won't do as good picking five. Yeah, five is tough. When I mean, I've been doing it for several years now, and, and it's always hard. And Chris, you and I talk about this all the time. It's hard to narrow it down to five, right? You've always got a few that you're considering, and picking the right five is so, so challenging. Sure is. Yeah, absolutely hard. Uh, but I have Freck, Freck, do you think picking five is hard or easy? Uh, I'm Tulsa. I'd rather then, just pick one and put my, you know, just blow my entire load on one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Not a one, a pick hey, on Tulsa one. Tulsa versus OU sold out, so uh, we got a big game coming to town. Oh yeah. Hey, that new, that new going? Tulsa mascot. Oh, dude, Gus T. It's in Oregon, though, right? What is? Tulsa, they're going to Oregon? No, OU, Sooners. Oh, okay. All right, that's a college pod. I love you. Thank you, Freck. I love you. <laughs> All right. 
All right, so for the Circa Millions each week, we'll tweet out the graphic uh, at Feed You Sports. We'll send that out. We'll send out uh, the five plays that the dads are all on. And Kmart, he, sometimes he's going to have three. Sometimes it might just be two. Hey, shit, maybe sometimes he's going to pull his you-know-what out and have four. We'll just see. And we're going to kind of see if, if, if Kmart being more selective has a, a better percentage and a better profit and ROI than the dads picking five each week. It'll be fun to keep track of that season long as well. So. With that, I think we should get to some picks. Now, Joe, I want to start with you because we uh, we started our preview series about a month ago and you were out of town on vacation and stumbled into the pod uh, very drunk. But you did share with us that your best bet for week one was the Steelers way back earlier in the summer. And you, I've got to remember you talking about this literally in June, July. Like you had this one circled for a long time. And then I saw you, you were responding to somebody's tweet and you had mentioned that it's starting to feel a little trendy. So I want to ask you about this one. Now that week one has rolled around and you're starting to see it become a little bit popular, are you sticking to your guns? Or how do you how do you feel about this pick now that it's here? Me and Jared both had this one consensus number one pick on the board. Uh, yeah, it's one we, like you said, we've been fucking looking at for months. Uh, it's kind of scary, though, that it went, got off the key number of three and it actually touched two this morning. And then went right back up to two and a half when the news of uh, Nick Bosa signing came through. So, yeah, um, I, it is trendy. I think I've, I've seen like every fake Twitter sharp on it. Um, but I just think that um, every square in the world on Sunday morning when they're looking, opening up their fucking FanDuel, all their apps, they're going to look and go, oh, fuck, Niners could only got to win by three. That's fine. I'll take that. So I think the the money is going to drastically change going into Sunday because right now a shitload of tickets and or a shitload of money is on the Steelers, but not a lot of tickets. So I think come Sunday it'll be different, but still going to be riding with the Steelers as home dogs. And you know Mike Tomlin has a great record as a home dog, sixteen four and three ATS in his career. So um, yeah, I just think it's a tough spot for the Niners to travel across the country and, and play this improved Steelers offense. And you know their defense is going to be good. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And uh, the Steelers probably win on the money line, in my opinion. What makes you say that you think the the squares and the public will be on the Niners? Is it just perception that, like, hey, the Niners were in the NFC Championship game, the Steelers missed the playoffs, and better team only has to win by – is it that simple or is there something else to it that you think the public is going to be on the Niners? I think it's that simple. I think that the the perception is the nine is the Niners are a Super Bowl contender. You know, their their Super Bowl odds are, you know, around 10 to 1 or whatever it is and the Steelers are like at 60 to 1. So nobody has a lot of people don't have high expectations for the Steelers team, but this is a great spot to take them on the money line at home because taking points is gay. Right, Kyle? Yeah, it's fact. <laughs> well, okay. especially, especially at two or two and a half, like what, like, I mean, you you expect? I mean, I guess Jake Moody could miss an extra point, like he so could happen. I honestly, and I really do like the Nick Bosa signed at this point because now it's just more fuel for everybody. Like, oh well, they got Bosa back, so now they're definitely going to cover the spread. It's like uh, I don't think he moves a fucking line, just like Kittle doesn't move a line if he doesn't play. But the public perception will be the opposite. Kmart, you're our resident Niners homer. Is this just a tough draw for them week one? Like, are there 
is Joe on to something here that there's a lot going against them in this game and maybe more question marks than people might realize? I mean, I think it's the question marks. I don't I don't I don't put too much onus on the fact they're traveling back east in week one. It's kind of like I spoke about something similar on our college pod, so I'd say go back and listen. But I just don't think a lot of that has merit in week one, just because, I mean, that that is your, your look ahead. I don't think you're already looking ahead in week one, so they're prepared. I think everybody always assumed Bosa was going to play. That's why I don't think we're going to see much line movement, as Joe was you know, saying. However, I, I Purdy looked good in his one series, but it was a preseason. And he's going to be going up against T.J. Watt. So, I mean, that, that's that's where I'm nervous. Are the Niners going to actually look good on offense? Because there hasn't been really that many game time live reps. Like, it's, it's much different in practice as it is, you know, just the game speed in itself. Um, so, I, I agree. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, and I'm... I mean, my homerness, like, got minus two. It'd be hard for me. Like, luckily, luckily, I told Chris earlier, I was like, hey, take this off. Bosa's not playing. And then two hours later, Bosa, Bosa signs. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I'm like, I, I want no part of the Niners without Bosa. And then two hours later. Please tell me you rebooked immediately. I was That's what I was going to text Fade you. I was like, hey, do you change your mind? Although he's not going to play still, right? No, no he's, he's playing. Play. Yeah, he's, he's playing. playing. Oh, because Jesus, man, no Bosa, no Kittle. So I, I don't know, maybe. No, no. Literally, they asked Kyle Kittle's Shanahan, "Oh, is he gonna play? How many?" They said, "How many snaps is Bosa gonna play?" And Kyle Shanahan re- responded, "How many snaps are in a game?" <laughs> so yeah, he, he said something like, "The only way he doesn't play is if he's out of shape and has a beer belly." Which yeah, which he won't. Yeah, yeah I. Like, I also I think there's. Happening. The Steelers are – I think the Steelers are going to be a lot more motivated to win this game than the Niners. The Niners can afford to lose this. Started last season one and four. The fucking Steelers can't lose because their division is tough, and they're in That's the AFC. Point. So they're they're going to sell the fuck out and try to win this thing. We'll see if Pickett, how he does in his sophomore year. But, you know, I just – I think he's going to improve, and I think they're going to do enough to win this game. Yeah, I like that sense of urgency angles for the Steelers. I think that's a good point for sure. So, Joe – is on Pittsburgh. We're sticking to our guns. If it gets trendy by Sunday morning, fuck it. We're, we're sticking with it. We've, we've come this far. Now, Joe, is that the play you wanted to share? Did you want to, I mean, you were the clubhouse leader from last year in the group in terms of contest finish. You have another one you want to go over? Um, Not really. Me and Jared are still okay. discussing. I would say another one I'm leaning on, uh, Colts. I'm just fucking going to fade that, uh, narrative of a rookie quarterback starting i think the colts can cover the spread okay we'll see if we circle back to colts at all i think that'd be a good one to discuss uh kmar why don't you go next with one that you like one that you're looking at wow wasn't expecting that so i don't know keep you on your toes buddy yeah i have a few but i think the one I'm, i'm really hoping it gets the plus three i just don't think it will um, and that's the Jets on Monday night. So I really like the Jets, even at plus two and a half. And Joe, I probably will definitely just say forego the points, wait on the money line. Um, hell, I'm, I might, I might even, I might even tease it up. I don't know. Maybe, maybe with, oh no, 
Maybe with uh, the Washington Redskins. I don't know. And that, that's another one that I'm really looking forward to doing. Can't say that. Maybe can't say that. Line on the Cardinals. Yeah, you can't say Redskins, man. That's that's canceled. They want it back. It's fine. It's fine. I'm bringing it back. Um. So yeah. Anyway, I'll go. I'll go back to the Jets. Um. I think that like I'm seeing a lot. It's gonna take offense time to gear up. Like this isn't this isn't basketball. I don't think you need as much time together to gel as you do um in in the nfl i think you do need more time to gel defensively because it's there's a lot of talking that's where i think you need time to gel and to understand assignments and go from there but offense you can just go out and play and i don't know i'm seeing too much Brees hall dalvin cook I think I think they're going to find the holes. They also have other guys. I mean, Michael Carter on swing passes. I think they got enough offensively. Defensively, they're better than last year. Going to the Bills, like I don't I don't know where Mr. Stephon Diggs head is at. Seen a lot of his his shit in the off season. Um, you know they they have a lot of players healthy, which they were not healthy. I think that's where everyone's like, oh, Bills, Bills are going to kill them. They have a healthy defense again, but that kind of goes to my point. They don't have a lot of game reps on defense. Um, offensively, yeah, they'll probably be good, but I, I like the Jets' defense. I think they're going to be one of the tops in in the league. And look, Chris Chris Bone, Bills will kill. I mean, that, that gives me more more confidence in the Jets. No offense. Do you take into your handicap the fact that this game is played in New York and it is September 11th? No, not at all. Okay. Who said? Who said you, uh, Bills Put that down on the record, please. I mean, that, that, Kmart, that's you said one. that you said that offense doesn't need a lot of time to gel. How'd that work out I don't for? Think they need as much as the defenses do, because there's a lot more intangibles that go into play on the defensive side of the ball than offensively. So what I was going to say was, how'd that work out for? Russell Wilson and the Broncos last year, a new QB on a new team with new play- and they just or are you get are you saying this is a completely different situation and you and you can't really compare the two? The Hackett effect. It's the yeah, same like Daniel Hackett is one a terrible coach, terrible head coach, and Russell Wilson. I mean, the jury's out. Did is he even close to what he was three years ago in Seattle? I mean, Rodgers is pushing 40, and I'm, I'm not concerned about him, but the way Russell Wilson plays football, it, it just wasn't cohesive. And they had a lot of injuries offensively. Couldn't He couldn't gel with any wide receivers because they were always just coming in and out of the lineup. Everyone was getting injured. Same thing with Judy again this year. Mahomes. Who? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. But I mean, that's another one. Everyone, even last year with Mahomes. Oh, they lost Tyreek Hill. It didn't matter. Chris, what's your take on that game? Because you and I texted. I think I shared something with you that was nothing but Bills money. Ticket count six to one. It's just Bills, Bills, Bills. It's all Bills. You think Cam Hart's onto something? Is this a, a great spot to actually take Aaron Rodgers when no one believes? Owen oh, Rodgers has won his last Monday night nine Monday night football games. Oh wow! Loves the loves the limelight. Yeah, I mean, I lean that way. Matt, you sent me that other thing about the guy said that about the 
home division dogs as well, being 88%. Didn't oh, know yeah. it was that high. There's four of them. He said it's the most since, what, 16 or something, a long time ago. 67 years, yeah. 10, a long time. I lean both. I mean, uh, that uh, could be a good segue into my my pick of I'm I'm going to go with the, the, the G-men. Wait, did you say you lean both? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm probably going to put Jets in the contest too, but for sure I'm – I think I'm going to fade the Cowboys and go with the G-man, Brian Big Dick Dable, and uh, ride them at home. Uh, Jared, we love you. You look like him. You guys are both hot as shit. But, uh, yeah, I, I lean that way too. Jets and the Giants. I mean, the Giants win total seven and a half. Cowboys is nine and a half. Juice to fuck everyone. Everyone's a darling in the East. I think it's the Cowboys. They think that the Eagles regress, and the Cowboys have a chance. So they're supposed to be the, the NFC East, and – Everyone thinks the Giants might have had, you know, a good year. It was kind of fluky. Oh, they played an easy schedule. I think they're going to be scrappy and uh, would love the three and a half. But if it's just three, whatever, I'll take the the poop. Even though I know Danny Dimes sucks. That's that's the narrative. The Cowboys own the Giants and blah, blah, blah. But all that uh, doesn't matter. New season, uh, new teams. Yeah, hey, has ever couple- heard of the the Cowboys being like, oh, they're going to be Super Bowl contenders, and then just fucking winning nine games? Have you guys ever heard of that? Never. Happening? I don't think that's ever happened in the history of the league. <laughs> uh, two quick things: one, the the Giants and Danny Dimes on Thanksgiving last year gave me one of the greatest backdoor covers of all time against the Cowboys. I don't know if anyone remembers that. We oh, were. If Chris B is still in the comments, we were running around the house, screaming, hugging each other when they got in the end zone at the end of the game. That was one of my greatest memories from last season. It was just a beautiful Thanksgiving miracle. And second thing, Buff Jay nine, Buff on right? the Giants. Dead number. Yeah. Jay Buff on the Giants, just in an absolute stunner, upset of the pod so far. So <laughs> we, we love you, Buff. Over um, under. Okay. Jeff on. The Giants 17 times this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, set it at 17. <laughs> that would mean oh, they make yeah. the playoffs to go over, so you could probably set the line at 16 and a half. Yeah, I know. As soon Buff. as I said it, like, I should have said 16 and a half. <laughs> Thank you, Buff, Joe. you had the Giants on Thanksgiving. I just – I simply can't believe it. It's just <laughs> absolutely shocking to me. <laughs> so, all right. So, Chris, you're – you told me the other day, you said, man, I don't know if I want to do, do I want to do both primetime home dogs? Do I want to do both Giants Sunday and Jets Monday night? And you think you're just going to say, fuck it, give them both to me? I think I might, man. I think, I mean, you can't, numbers don't lie. I think they're both, they're both undervalued. And I agree with Kmart. I mean, that defense, they gave them fits. I think they covered both games last year with, um, you know, with the QBs they had with Wilson and, uh, What's the other guy that Flacco? No, uh, I think Mike White. Mike, yeah, I think White. So they they were double. That was like my. I think I was at a brewery last year and gave out my blowout winner. It was they were double digit home dogs and they won outright. I probably blew everyone's survivors and all kinds of bullshit. Joe did it, I know. So that was good. The Jets are. I think they really take it personal. They they're pissed off that they've been the scum of the. The division the last, you know, obviously the last 15, 20 years. So I think they're going to play scrappy. What do you but, mean, dude? They got the to two NFC championship or AFC championship games with what, 10 years ago with Kmart's Mark. fucking favorite quarterback in history, Mark Sanchez. Butt fumble. <laughs> and who'd they beat? 
God and bless the, the and the feet lover. What's his fuck? Uh, uh, God damn it! What's his name? The coach. Why is this? No, the big fat white guy. Uh, brother was in the league too. Fuck! How am I forgetting this? God damn it! In the in the AFC. Yeah, dude. Hold on. How am I fucking forgetting this name? It's kind of pissing me off. Home dogs, prime time. Screw it. Fucking Rex Ryan. Yeah, Rex. Oh, Rex. Oh, with the toe fetish. Foot fetish. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was the coach. That's what I fucking said. I thought you said the the Jets beat him. No, I said with him. Yeah. God bless Rex. We missed some of those characters in the league. So, all right. So Chris is going to go both Kmart's Jets, and he's going to go uh, Buffs Giants. Oh, no, and- no, I, no, I had I had one more home division. Doc. I, I was just agreeing with his Jets. I'll say okay. I didn't my way. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Buff wants to talk Carolina, and this is this is interesting. So this wasn't the one I was going to give out, but um, Chris, you'll like this. There's very few reasons to bet Carolina, right? They're they got a rookie making his first start who's small, who everybody says is going to take some time to get used to the size of the defensive line. Went to the, the best NFL. high school football team in uh, Southern California, though. Sh- shout out. Went yeah, to Chris. the Monarchs, Butterflies, <laughs> gay. I mean, you know, whatever. So Carolina's <laughs> got all kinds of receiver injuries right now. All the receivers are questionable. The it came out yesterday that their star pass rusher Brian Burns wasn't going to play without a new contract. So it's just the entire week has been an avalanche of negativity towards the Panthers. Meanwhile, everyone loves Atlanta and thinks they're going to win the NFC South. They got all these weapons, and Ritter just has to steer the ship in the right direction. Chris, can you make a case that Buff might be onto something with Carolina? I mean, that's going to be one probably one of the lowest percentages of bets and of the entire week. Yeah, didn't you just send me that stat that what number one picks or what 0 and 12 or something? Oh, it's horrific. It's like one, what was it? 112 and (laughs) oh, how about one and 13 ATS since 2003? Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, that's like max. Like, you know, Joe, Joe said he's not worried about the, the rookie quarterback in Colts. That's even more big time when it's the number one draft. Uh, you have the most pressure to, to go out and perform and not be a bust. Man, I don't know. Yeah, and like you said, I know even Sharps, I know uh, Simon Hunter is really amazing. They do well every year, like 60-plus percent. He said they lean it. They're probably not going to lay the three and a half. They want. They would like a three, but well, they yeah, of course it would. I think it's Sharps and Squares are on that. <clears throat> Kmart, you got anything on that game? I mean, you you talked up the Falcons on our preview series. It seems like everything's kind of lining up for them to, to have a nice week one against an injured Panthers team minus one of their best defensive players. I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way. I have the Falcons minus three, but if it goes to four and a half, I'll take the Panthers. Um, okay. You know, just try to get that little middle, but I don't know. Like, I think it's the perfect spot. First year coach, rookie quarterback. I don't even really care what they're missing offensively. It's not like it's anything great anyway. Um, Burns is a big is a big miss, but it's it's going to be a low scoring game most likely. Uh, I mean, Falcons they might have London and Pitts, but they're gonna they're gonna run the ball forty times probably. 
just chew up that clock. So if they settle for field goals, they're in trouble. If they can be John Robinson. Yeah. Like between him, Algier and Cordell Patterson. God, I wouldn't be surprised if they run it 50 times in week one. Like, Kimor, I have a question. Yeah. What's it going to take for you to put that Niner helmet on right now? <laughs> I mean, not much. <laughs> All right, let's say you got to wear it for the whole pod if Steelers win week one, money line. Ooh, I like that. You got to wear All the right. whole pod week two. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do that. I'll oh, wear yeah. it for the pod. Okay. If, if the Niners lose, I'll wear it on the pod week two. Shit, I might do it regardless. Irregardless. Irregardless. Yeah, right. There we go. And Kmart, I like that point about kicking field goals because if you're if you're going to lay the three and a half in a division game, and this would be my concern if I was betting the Falcons, is it's one thing to move the ball down the field with an efficient offense, but it's another thing to actually punch it in the end zone. And we kind of need to see Ritter be able to do that before I'm willing to lay over right. a field goal in a division he's, game, right? He's got like the two bodies to do it with London and Pitts, but can't. I mean, he could easily turn the ball over in there, and that's going to. That's going to swing it completely. B. John Robinson. Yeah. When you have the greatest Asian kicker in the history of mankind, you're going to be okay, Matt. Young way. Okay. King. All right. But no, I think that's a good point about the red zone is it's week one. Is there going to, how much, how much cohesiveness is there on the, in the red zone offense right off the bat when the season starts, it's a familiar opponent with a division game. Yeah. The coaching staffs might be new, but these teams play every year and God damn it. I swear I've been on the Falcons so many times and the red zone offense, Chris, you're nodding your head, you know, and, and their red zone offense just they have all the pieces and it just does not come together. So that would be, I'm glad we spent some time on that game. Cause that was one that I was, I was looking at a lot. Let me throw mine out there. And I think this is one that not a lot of people are really thinking too much about. And I'm a fan of the bucks this week, catching six at Minnesota. I like these big dogs um, against when we really don't know how good or bad teams are yet. And I know everyone has penciled in the Bucks to finish fourth in the, the NFC South, but last time I checked, they still have pro bowlers at receiver. They still got pro bowlers all over that defense, a good defensive coach and say what you want about Baker, but Baker's a vet. It's not like he's a rookie making his first road start. So uh, Minnesota, I mean, we know what they did last year. They won 13 games, but I think 10 of them were by one score. 11 of them were by one score, something like that. So all they did was live in close games and had the ball bounce their way a lot. So I just think it's Minnesota's maybe overvalued based on their record last season. And Tampa is a team that nobody's talking about and nobody's really given much of a chance to. So would not shock me if it's another close game for the Vikings and it's a three, four point win. What um, let's not forget though, last year I had it in the contest, Minnesota against the Packers, and they beat the living fuck out of Aaron Rodgers in week one. They won like 34 to 10 or whatever, beat yep. the living shit out of them. So I don't know if they're fast starters or Kirky or whatever the fuck. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I didn't really have an opinion on this one. I just wanted to point that one out. That's one that did, I did remember. Uh, it's a ten. It's a one o'clock start, Matt. You know, Kirky's pretty pretty decent. Yeah, I'm fucked if it's an early start. <laughs> but no, it's a good point, Joe. I mean, Minnesota they're gonna they have a lot on offense. Their offense should be really explosive. I think it's also worth pointing out to, new defensive coordinator Flores is the D coordinator now. Uh, they played a lot of soft defense last year and just let people go up and down the field on them. Flores is going to try to bring pressure. They had a lot of turnover on defense. Not sure that's going to be super successful for them right off the bat. So 
Uh, two teams with some changes this offseason, obviously a quarterback for Tampa and then a lot of change on defense for Minnesota. So I'm interested to watch that one and see if there's any takeaways because everybody's pegging Minnesota for regression. So are, do they start fast again and say, OK, maybe they are good for really good for one more year? I guess we shall see. We lost Kmart, so I don't know if we're going to get him back. But let's do let's do one more rapid fire, just without the full handicap. One more that you're look taking a close look at, Joe. You got one. I know you mentioned Colts. Do you have another one, or are you guys still deliberating? Um, I'm selling him hard on the Deshaun Watsons and the Broncos. Those are the two that I'm selling Jared Hart on right now. Um, I think everybody. I love the narrative, you know, the home dog or the home division, the the division dog narrative or whatever Raiders week one. I just think Sean Payton's going to pull his cock out and fucking score 100 on the Raiders. So I I lean that way and nobody wants to lay the four with the Broncos, but I will. And then, um, yeah, just a tough division game. I think that the Browns can win week one. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Chris? I mean, everybody, I like that, Joe. I know. Simon Hunter was saying that Sam Sean Payton to Josh McDaniels, like you're going to bet coaching. You got a huge edge there. Yeah. I think maybe people are getting too spiced up on catching the points with the Raiders. I'm inclined to do that too, but yeah, Brown's got got to be in. I mean, you got to think Burroughs coming back that first game back from the injury is always um, a little bit, you know, a little bit slow, a little bit, just be careful. Don't get hurt. You know, we got 17 of these things. Browns are going to want to kill him. Great D-line. Um, got all the weapons on offense. Deshaun has a little bit, not that many games. You know, Matt, you and I were arguing about this last. He didn't have that many games to get back, but obviously more so than last year coming back off. Um, you know, well, I think just having the full offseason with this yeah. week too. And, and, hey, one of my other highlights from last year was Halloween. It was Bengals at Browns, and the Browns uh, absolutely kicked the fuck out of them. Love and it. that was, that was uh, Jimmy Brissett too, so – uh, Bro has struggled at times in Cleveland, especially last year. So it's interesting that that's their week one draw too. Maybe, maybe Deshaun Watson found like one or two masseuse. What is in the what's Cleveland, the, in the what's greater the Cleveland plural area? What's the plural? Masseuses? Masseuse? <laughs> it has to be masseuse, right? Maybe they found like one or two her. that won't that won't talk shit. They'll just let him release as needed. Really? Get our research team on on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let's see. one one more that I was looking at, and I I hate to just put too much into injuries week one, but I think if you have multiple injuries at one position group, that's less than ideal going into the very first game. I was kind of liking Green Bay a little bit because I think everyone's expecting this jump from the Bears, and everyone's kind of left the Packers behind, and no one's paying attention to them because Jordan Love, and everyone thinks he sucks, and they didn't really want to give him the job. But I, I don't know if I'm – I need to see it from Chicago before I'll believe that they deserve to be favored in a division game. And maybe I'm just going to be late to the party. But with the Packers receiver injuries, I'm less interested in that one. But that is one I'm, I'm taking a, a look at. Good stuff, Dads. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I guess there's no narrative that he might be the real deal there in Green Bay. I thought maybe that's Love? coming around. Absolutely. Everybody's down on him, man. I haven't heard one person say, yeah, love could be good. 
I've heard a lot more people say, oh, the Packers are the worst fucking team that are going to lose every game and then can draft in the top five. A lot more than, oh, love's the real deal. Packers D has underachieved. They have eight first rounders on their defense. So the talent is there and they they need to put it together. Uh, that's going to be, if they're going to be successful this season, that's going to be what needs to carry them without Rodgers there. The offense is like the youngest skill position group in the league at receiver. So, and at tight end. So they're going to need that D to step up and come together. The talent is certainly there. So, all right, dads, here's the plan uh, tomorrow. So if you're listening to this now, just know that tomorrow on Thursday, what we're going to do it won't be a full pod, but we'll do a Twitter spaces at five. We'll spend 20 minutes before kickoff sharing bets for the Thursday game. Come on and join us and we'll, we'll let you give your handicap and your bets if you got anything. And then the college pod will either be uh, Friday night or Saturday morning. Chris, have you guys decided that yet? I think we're doing Friday uh, around 5.30-ish okay. uh, All right. Pacific time. Yeah. So look for that Friday afternoon, early Friday evening here on the West Coast. And then uh, Sunday, halftime of Sunday night football, we'll be on real quick to talk uh, what we saw on Sunday week one. If Chris is at the bar, he'll get all the Jens bets for the second half and We'll see what uh, we'll see what oh, people are man. hammering at halftime. So that'll be good. We'll just do a quick twenty minute recap, and then a full week two preview will be one week from right now. So next Wednesday, five p.m. We're going to do that every single week. Moms and dads, good luck with your week one bets. Don't go crazy with those seven teamers, right, Chris? Careful, be Don't careful. Unless go crazy with them. Fuck do a little it. dog. Do a little sprinkle some dog parlays in there. Look it's at only money. Dogs. Who cares? They've been good in the past. Everybody follow us on Twitter, on X at Fade U Sports. Subscribe to the YouTube as well. And Chris, remind everybody sometimes what happens when you bet on poop. Anybody considering the Arizona Cardinals? Anybody considering the Arizona Cardinals? Maybe you take the Marlins as a home dog. They're up 9-1 to the mighty Doys. Fade the Doys, right, Joe? Maybe you take the Colts as a plus five dog on the money line and fucking tell your boys and then they don't spit it and then they went out right. This is Fade